the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is the Bob France Authority. Good morning to you, and thank you so much for joining us at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock as we get underway on a Monday morning, the 22nd morning of the 10th month of the year of our Lord, 2018. Appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. Coming up in about 40 minutes right now from right now, we'll call it 41. At uh, 948, we will talk with Congressman Jim Jordan about a host of issues, including that caravan, which continues to steamroll northward. They are crossed, they have crossed, rather, the Guatemala-Mexico border. Now they have uh, over a 1,000 miles uh, before they get to the Mexican-American border, and the question then becomes, what will they see when they get there? Will they be met? With the United States or by the United States military, will they be given access to our ports of entry where they can claim asylum and then mock the United States laws by saying they are uh, refugees fleeing persecution and thus being allowed to have unfettered access to the United States on a wink and a nod promise of returning by way of summons to an actual hearing, disappearing into the fabric of the United States of America? Are they going to be allowed to do this? And if we allow this 7,000-person caravan to just invade, let me say it again, not migrate to, not seek refugee status in, not become asylum seekers in, but invade the United States of America, what do we do about the next one? This one, so far, is 7,000 strong. It has grown from 1,000 when it started. It is now 7,000. In the next several days that it takes before it traverses the over 1,000-mile march from the southern border of Mexico to the northern border of Mexico, meaning the southern border of the United States, will it be 10,000? Will it be 15,000? And if all 15,000 are allowed to come to the United States because of their asylum requests, 
What do we do when the next one comes along that is 50,000? Why have immigration laws at all? Why should anyone ever apply for a green card or a, or a visit or a, or a visa to come and visit the United States? Why doesn't everyone just join a caravan? This cannot be allowed the way that the uh, the process works. This cannot be allowed. It absolutely must be met with the most extreme force necessary. Let me rephrase. With the, uh, the, the, with whatever force is necessary, no matter how extreme that must be. Now, I'm not talking about gunning everybody down as they approach the border, but you do understand when I say physically, we need to put up barriers and we need to stop these people from coming with whatever force necessary. The very safety and security and sovereignty, those three words, I want you to remember them, safety, security, and sovereignty of the United States of America is in jeopardy if we don't stop this. So we're going to talk to Jim Jordan about that coming up at about uh, 9.48, rather, 9.48. Also coming up on the program, we're going to be speaking with uh, Beverly Goldstein. Dr. Goldstein, of course, is a congressional candidate challenging Marsha Fudge in District 11. She's going to join me at the bottom of the second hour at about 10.35 to talk about her campaign and her uh, incredible hard work that she is putting in to try to reach the people of the 11th District all over a very, very diverse 11th district trying to figure out what everyone's needs are and coming up with incredibly important practical doable realistic solutions to make everyone's lives better in that district compared to marcia fudge who absolutely sleeps on her job and i don't mean necessarily she puts her head on her desk in washington and just snaps but based on what she's doing which is nothing for the people particularly in the inner city portions of district 11 she might as well be she might as well be and we're going to talk about that with Beverly Goldstein coming up at about 10.35. But I want to start the program not with caravans and not with midterm election races. I want to start the program by talking more about the absolutely unstable, un-American, despicable, reprehensible, disgusting displays put on by the Democrats as they continue to refuse to condemn the uncivil harassment and intimidation and, yes, outright public bullying of Republicans, elected officials, and Trump supporters. This cannot continue. Bodies will hit the floor. Let me say that again. If this is allowed to continue... Bodies will start to hit the floor. Hopefully only from punches. Hopefully only from physical altercations. But I fear, I fear another baseball practice shooting is coming. I think the left has become so unbelievably unhinged they are just committing random acts of violence and intimidation and battery without any condemnation from the left. Without one word of a call for civility coming from Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, or any other Democrat leadership. Not from former President Barack Obama, still revered by these lunatics. No one is condemning this behavior. 
and it's going to lead to bodies on the floor. Grabbing people's food off their table and throwing it on the ground is going to lead to somebody grabbing somebody's the front of somebody's shirt and being confronted. And that's going to lead to somebody pulling out a gun. And I have no earthly idea how anybody doesn't see this coming, how anybody can approve this type of behavior, the kind that, again, reached out and hit Mitch McConnell, a group of disgusting I won't say deplorable, that's the wrong word, but reprehensible, off the hinge or off the hook and unhinged liberal Democrats uh, interrupting Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and uh, and, uh, Elaine Chao, Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao, his wife, they were sitting there having a meal at a restaurant in Louisville, Kentucky, when they were essentially assaulted. You don't have to be grabbed and punched to be assaulted, but they were assaulted as they tried to have their meal. Oh, yeah. Why don't you get out of here? Why don't you leave the entire country? Now, fortunately, in this case, Fortunately, at least in this case, some decent human beings not named Democratic elected officials called for an end to this nonsense. Other diners in the restaurant shouted at the idiot harassers to leave them alone, meaning leave Mitch McConnell and Elaine Chow alone. What they did do, by the way, is they took the food off of their table, their leftovers. They took their food off of their table and went outside outside and threw it in the street. That's right. That's, I'm sorry, that is, that is battery. Battery, if you're looking for a definite, in fact, let me, let me hold off on that because I'm going to share a couple of different, uh, per, uh, uh, points of view on this before I get into that. Charles Payne, who is a, a business commentator on Fox News, made a point of discussing what happened to Mitch McConnell and what happened on MSNBC as a result of what happened to Mitch McConnell. I'm going to give them to you a little out of order before I play the MSNBC nonsense. I, and I'm looking for other words for that, but for now we'll just call it nonsense. Charles Payne says, MSNBC panel justifying and promoting public attacks on GOP politicians at restaurants. It's okay because Mitch McConnell got away with murder on Garland, Charles Payne tweets. It's doubly okay at ethnic restaurants. This is a dark and dangerous path, Charles writes, that shook the core of humanity in the past. He's 100% correct. Now, juxtapose that response from that of Jason Johnson, who is a politics and journalism professor at Morgan State and a political contributor to MSNBC, as well as the politics editor at The Root. Jason Johnson tweeted in response to Charles Payne, Citizens have a right to protest public officials in public spaces. No one is being physically harmed, unlike how Trump rallies have turned into mosh pits to abuse journalists and protesters. Jason Johnson is a reprehensible, God-forsaken, soon-to-be-condemned-to-hell liar. I'm going to say that again. I don't stutter. I don't misspeak. Soon-to-be-condemned-to-hell. Because people like this are evil people. 
liars and people who promote physical assault on other people are evil. Evil is generally rewarded with a spot in hell. Evil is not generally rewarded with blessings of heaven. So yes, Jason Johnson and everyone else like him. No one is being physically harmed. Do you understand at all what personal space is? And do you understand that if you try to steal property from someone, they have a right to physically defend themselves? What are you saying, Jason Johnson? Are you encouraging people to do what was just done to Mitch McConnell? To walk into a, 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 a restaurant? And by the way, this is not a public space. It's a privately owned business. This wasn't on the street. This is in a private business. A restaurant is a private business where customers are either allowed to come in or they are refused service. Yes, you can do that. And no, public officials are not being protested when they're being screamed at as they're having dinners in a private establishment. And as far as, again, you you justifying this and supporting this, so what you are essentially saying is you can go up and take people's paid-for property from them, in this case, food. What else can be taken? What else can be taken in your mind because it's protesting a public official before it's okay for the person who is being robbed, and essentially that's what that is. It might sound extreme to say robbery, but it is. The food that they had purchased was taken from them and discarded by a band of lunatic de- excuse me, Democrats. Exactly what are you saying, that this can happen and nobody's allowed to defend themselves? No, you are allowed to defend yourself. If you are being assaulted or if you are being robbed, you're allowed to defend yourself and your property. Now, obviously, these cowardly, pathetic, loser, lunatic liberals know that Mitch McConnell is not going to stand up and physically defend himself and fight for his property. But when this continues... And people are having drinks thrown upon them, which we have seen. People are having hats knocked off of their heads, again, which we have seen. As this continues, people are going to stand up and eventually defend themselves. And what are you going to say? What are people like you going to say? You are going to blame the victim. Battery can be described in two ways. Definition number one, the act of beating someone or someone with successive blows. The act of battering. Yes, that did not happen in this case. But B is an offensive touching or use of force on a person without the person's consent. And absolutely an offensive touching of someone's property, taking of someone's property, knocking of a hat off of someone's head, throwing a drink in someone's face. We have seen all of the above. Yes, that is a crime. And people are allowed to defend themselves against such. And when people like MSNBC or people like the, the, the evil lunatics on MSNBC justify public battery or battery on public officials in private places to be consistent, when they justify it and green light it, they encourage more of it. And when they encourage more of it, sooner or later, somebody who's a little bit more able, perhaps, than Mitch McConnell to physically defend himself and his property, they're going to grab onto that food that's being taken away from them. They're going to say, leave my things alone, put that back down. And it's going to lead to a tug of war, which is going to lead to some pushing and shoving, which is going to lead to some punching. Can Mitch McConnell do that? No. Mitch McConnell's an old man. But there are some other people who sure as hell can. 
And when it happens, they will have only liberal, loser, lunatics to blame for it. Much more coming up. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, it's 926 now. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Before I go to phone calls, I want to play the other part of this. I told you I was going a little bit out of order. I read you Charles Payne's comment. I read you the reprehensible comment from MSNBC and The Root and uh, whatever, uh, uh, Morgan State University journalism professor, what his uh, evil comments were, justifying this. Now I want to, re- this is the worst of all of it. This makes Johnson tame because he was defending, Johnson was, Philip Raines, former Obama administration, deputy assistant secretary of state. This is Philip Raines on MSNBC yesterday. Mocking Mitch McConnell, mocking Republicans who continue to be victims of disgusting, reprehensible behavior on the part of lunatic, liberal, loser Democrats. Mocking what happens to McConnell and Sarah Sanders and everyone else, saying they deserve it. And not being rebuked by the hosts on MSNBC. That's as big of a problem as anything. It's one thing for these lunatics to publicly and on television encourage their millions of, of, of minions to continue this behavior saying it's deserved, it's, a, it's First Amendment protected, it's right of protest to harass people in such ways, to commit battery on people in such ways. It's one thing for them to say it. It's another thing for a responsible host, and I know I'm speaking in an oxymoron here when I say responsible host of MSNBC. They just don't go together. But the hosts at MSNBC do not even push back on that and say, wait, 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 we can't be encouraging this. They are encouraging this. Give this a listen. Well, I mean, you know, he's a, Mitch McConnell's a pretty stoic guy. Um, you know, just the notion when you said Mitch McConnell on TMZ, I, I had to do a double take. <laughs> Might have been a first. I'm not but, sure. But, you know, I think he's sitting there and he's thinking a couple of things. First of all, I have Capitol Police that are 10 feet away. Uh, two, he's thinking I got my wife, Elaine, who's better than the Capitol Police. What does that mean, by the way? What does that mean? Anybody else take that as incredibly insulting? What, that my wife is tougher than the Capitol Police? My wife is going to be able to physically restrain these people from doing damage to us? Why? How is she tougher than the Capitol Police? What does that mean, Philip Rance? I would like to know what you're suggesting there. I would like to know, excuse me, I would like to know if there wasn't something racial involved in that statement, given the ethnicity of Elaine Chow. I would like to know exactly what this <clears throat> person means. Three, he's thinking <laughs> Merrick Garland, you know, versus my leftovers. I mean, he's getting away with murder. Did you know that he murdered Merrick Garland? Do you know that? Mitch McConnell murdered Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland is now deceased. That's literally what this man said. And net net, I think he thinks this is this is the worst he gets. It's fine, but this is such a made up uh, problem. It, again, it's a made up problem. We see it over and over and over and over and over again. I can't even remember the number of Republicans where we have seen videotaped evidence of what he is calling a made up problem of people being attacked in public. It is like Professor Butler said. It is the First Amendment. 
And there is a- you do not have a First Amendment right to get up in someone's face, to violate their personal space, to, to, to commit battery upon them, to scream at them in private places. And yes, a restaurant is a private establishment. It is not a public sidewalk. No, you did. This is not First Amendment. I, has he said anything right yet? I don't think he said anything that's accurate or correct yet. Former Obama official, Philip Raines. But please continue with your insanity. Difference, uh, and it goes to something Dr. Greer said. People are doing this because there is no other opportunity or no other uh, oversight. There's no other opportunity to protest against politicians you don't like? I don't know. I thought there was an opportunity. There's one that's coming up on November 6th, you blithering idiot. It's called voting. That is your opportunity. It is called voting. The Republican Congress has basically pledged fealty to Donald Trump. People are doing these things because it's all that's left. And let's, what are they? It's all that's left? Voting isn't left? So in other words, it's okay if they're at the end of their rope. I want you to listen to what the Obama administration official is saying on live television on MSNBC. It's okay to do this if you're, if you're at the end of your rope. If you just feel so frustrated and you have nothing left to do except vote, Well, then it's okay to do this. They're doing this because they have nothing left. They're denying Sarah Sanders her her supper, her Cornish hen. They're (laughs) serenading uh, Kirsten Nielsen in a Mexican restaurant. Serenading? Screaming at, forcing her to leave. They're uh, heckling Stephen Miller just for being Stephen Miller. I mean, let's not go crazy here. You watch the Pelosi. They're laughing at this. They are supporting... Signing off on and green lighting the public abuse, intimidation, and harassment of Republicans and Republican supporters while one another, where they sit next to people who are laughing at it and enjoying every bit of it. And you wonder why nut jobs shoot Republican baseball practices. You wonder why these nut jobs continue to attack Rand Paul standing in his front yard. Bodies are going to start hitting the floor, and it is all going to be on the Democrats' hands. Back after this. E. Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Seems like a long time to come. 936, the Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420. The answer, Congressman Jim Jordan coming up at about 948. Uh, Beverly Goldstein, Dr. Goldstein is running against Marsha Fudge, and uh, she is in District 11. We're going to talk to her at 1035 this morning, so make sure you pay attention for those interviews. We're going to talk now, though, to you at 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. Let's go to... It's going to be Mark calling us from Fairview Park. Mark, you're on the air. Go right ahead, sir. Good morning, Bob. Just uh, fired up this morning, turned on the news. I'm looking down at Texas there the, uh, with a Trump rally. Uh, you got people down there with floats attached to pickup trucks. Uh, they're tailgating. Uh, place holds 18,000, but the, 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 I, I forget the number they gave, but they just, uh, there's so many thousands of people oh, requiring yeah. tickets. This is going to be big. Uh, but anyhow, I just want to go back to the food issue. When I was back in college, uh, University of Arizona, late 70s, it's in a Chinese restaurant, and a uh, guy comes in off the street, 
And he's going from table to table and grabbing people's food and their egg rolls and this and that. And, uh, you know, I'm just watching this. I'm getting more and more furious. Finally comes to my table and goes to stick his hand in my food. And I jumped out of that booth so quick. I grabbed him by the neck, grabbed him by the belt, right out the door. Uh, nobody would do anything. The Chinese guy, uh, owner was furious, but, you know, he couldn't. He, there was nothing he could do. He's, he's trying to usher the guy out, but... Got this guy out in the parking lot, came back in, got a round of applause, and uh, the owner picked up the meals for all of us, which wow. I thought was really nice. But uh, this, you know, there has to be some action. I, I, yeah, just it can't be, it can't be allowed to be that way. It cannot be yeah, allowed to be that way. Business owners shouldn't be hurt by this. They shouldn't have to be picking up meals and everything else. It's a great gesture, but this cannot be allowed. This is not what public, you know, uh, or, you know, uh, d- decency is all about in public or in private places, whatever the case might be. You can be disagreeable, or excuse me, you can disagree with someone without being disagreeable and more importantly, without being, uh, you know, somebody who is harassing, intimidating and assaulting people. This just cannot be allowed to happen. Yeah, there's no way I'm going to sit there and let somebody stick their hand in my food. You know, I've, of course there's not. limitations here. You know, but Bob, yeah. one more thing I wanted to ask. And, and you know, somebody, so somebody is going to, somebody is going to, you know, have a spoon or something in their hand, and somebody's going to reach in their into their food, and they're going to smack the back of their hand with their spoon like your mother used to when you were young or something. That's going to lead to some sort of physical altercation, and the idiot who's putting their food in your hands will say you started it because you struck them first, and now there's going to be a, a, a court situation where you're going to have to defend yourself. Uh, against their charges of assault, they're going to have to. Def- they're going to defend themselves against your charges of their, you know, their actions. And 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 this is what's being encouraged by the left leaders on the left on MSNBC. They're encouraging it and laughing about it. And again, not one word of condemnation from Barack Obama, uh, who still, even though he's not president, is revered by the left. Not one word from actual elected leaders who are still in office, like Pelosi and Schumer. Uh, nothing from Booker and Harris or anybody else. They are all loving every second of this and that's what makes it so dangerous well hopefully the people who are being uh bothered there while trying to eat are not holding steak knives <laughs> but uh one thing i wanted to ask you bob is your name still good for the order of my pillow oh uh, yes it is yes it is you can still use my name it, it is uh it is a phenomenal product and uh absolutely if you need any assistance with that let me know because uh, okay. uh there's a great deal that's always going on just use the promo code bob when you call the number 800-859-7012 Eight hundred eight five nine seven zero one two, and use my promo code, and you're, you'll you'll uh, you'll get a great deal. Okay, I just wanted to make sure the company supports you because reason I ask is I hear that you and Mr. Cusano don't sleep, and I I've tried <laughs> to make it through your uh, the Bob France marathons, and it's brutal. It's brutal. I just hear that you don't sleep, and I didn't know if you were a good recommendation or no, not. no, no. I, I I do believe it or not, I do, and I don't I don't know if Cusano does. I think he might truly be a vampire. Really, I think he may just <laughs> be up twenty four hours a day. I mean, uh, seriously, he's the stuff that he manages to squeeze in twenty four hours is I think humanly impossible. But but yes, it's there, and I. I do have another marathon tomorrow, by the way, for those who did not hear Hugh Hewitt this morning. I will be hosting Hugh's uh, program for him tomorrow morning, nationally, right before our two hours together here. So we'll have a five-hour run tomorrow morning from 6 a.m. until 11 a.m., and I'm very much looking forward to doing that, as always. Vermilion is our next stop. Kate is there on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Kate. Go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. I listen. I am furious about the trekking from uh, into our country from all of these these people. I have been telling you for for many years now that we need to start following the trail of money, which was done um, on a Facebook presentation uh, by the Glenn Beck Research Team. It is George. 
Soros. He's trying to take this country down, and this is what he's doing. He's financing this. The gentleman that's ahead of, of cheering these people on is definitely hooked up to George Soros. He wants to change the, the voting structure in our country. We all know that's what this is about, but many, many Americans are angry about this. This is the time for Congress to do what they're supposed to do. This is an invasion. They need to come in an emergency situation and do like Australia did. Threaten the penal system if you come over our borders. None of this catch and release. This is an emergency, and if we don't tackle this like right now, this is going to send hundreds of thousands of people over really quick. So they need to call an emergency situation. I hope you tell Jim Jordan that when you do the phone call. They need to come back now. This is their job. The president can do so much. His hands are tied. They have to change the law, and they can do it right away. And by coming away from campaigning, I'm going to tell you, they're going to be in more favorable eyes of the people by getting through an emergency situation to take care of this problem more favorable than the democrats well i'll tell you what kate you you make great points all the way around and yes we do need to change the laws however i will disagree on only one part of what you just said and that is that the president's hands are tied uh, i talked to daniel horowitz about this last week and he 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 can quote the law chapter and verse that gives the president plenary power executive authority to make any and all decisions on who is allowed to come into this country and under what circumstances i mistakenly overreached and said that the president can deport anybody he wants that is not part of the law but what the law does say that it is 100 percent left to the discretion of the president of the united states that he can deny the entry into the united states of any one any or all aliens which just means foreign people who are not american to come into the united states if he deems it to be detrimental to the interest of the united states this is this is uh, uh the immigration and nationality act 1952 it's it's 212f it's all spelled out there the president may by proclamation and for any such period as he he deems necessary suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants which means asylum seekers or refugees too or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate. So he can shut this down. He can militarize that border and say, I don't care if they come up to the uh, port of entry using code words or not. They're not coming in. They're just not allowed to come in because we are not going to allow our country to be just the, the world's dumping ground where they pour everybody that they can't take care of in their own countries in the United States saying, now they're your problem. We cannot allow that. And the president's hands are not tied in that regard. And I hope he uses every bit of his power. All right, it's 943. If you're on hold, stay there. I will get to you, but I do have to get to uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, who is waiting in the wings, and he'll join us next right here on AM 1420, The Answer. apply. Nine forty eight now the Bob France Authority does continue and I am fourteen twenty the answer. We should have Congressman Jim Jordan on the line very shortly. We're gonna be talking about uh the caravan. We're gonna be talking about Democrat incivility as well as we just played to you the uh, nonsense from um uh from uh MSNBC. Uh and I do understand Congressman Jordan is ready, right on time, as we would expect him to be. Congressman, good morning, <laughs> sir. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? 
Uh, I, I, I'd be doing better if I saw a row of tanks and uh, side-by-side, maybe maybe a snow plows attached to the front of them, uh, we have, uh, backed by Marines and, 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 and National Guardsmen and so on and so forth at our southern border, uh, just yeah. to let the 7,000-strong member caravan know that, no, you don't just get to invade a country without resistance. Congressman, it's up to 7,000. They are carrying the Honduran flag and flying it proudly. They are marching behind a a street-wide width uh, Honduran flag as well. Uh, I'm sorry, you enter another country flying another a foreign flag, you are not asking to be a part of America. You are invading that country. We have to stop yeah, this. I'm, yeah, and they're, and they're going to claim asylum and claim they want to come to this great country, be a part of our system, be a part of this great culture. Uh, I mean, that's the part that I think uh, so, um, so frustrates Americans. And... Um, the president has, has talked about the need to secure the border and not let these individuals in um, and, and make sure they're processed appropriately on, on b- before they even try to come in. Remember, 80% of asylum cases, this is straight from Homeland Security, 80% of the people seeking asylum aren't legitimate, uh, legitimate asylum seekers. So there's no way you can let this kind of thing happen, and we do have to get control of that, that situation. Obviously, the president's talking about doing just that. Yeah, and, and Congressman, you know, this asylum thing is what's really bothersome to me. Now, the president has correctly, and, I, and I'll read his tweets here. He's talking to you guys. He's talking to Congress. But more specifically, he's talking to the Democrats. But he said, um, uh, it looks like Mexico's police and military are unable to stop the caravan heading to the southern border of the United States. Criminals and unknown Middle Easterners are mixed in. I've alerted Border Patrol and military this is a national emergency. Must change laws. And then he went on yeah. to say, blame Democrats for not giving us the votes to change our pathetic immigration laws. Now, now, he's right. We do. The fact that somebody can just come here, drop a couple of code words that they've been coached to say, asking for asylum, then, of course, we're not allowed to detain them anymore because of, oh, you can't detain children and families. So that means we have to release them into the continental United States on the promise, wink, nod, that they're going to come back for yep. a hearing, and, and they're yep. here, and that's, that's it. So, so the, the laws do have to change, but the president doesn't have to wait for the laws if he just enacts the plenary, plenary right. power given to him by the Congress through the Immigration, Immigration and Nationality Act of 1952. You know, you're, you're exactly right. Both things should happen. If, in fact, this continues, they should not be allowed to enter the country. We should, we should do what every sovereign nation has a right to do, control your borders. So that should happen. But the president's also right. We do need to change the laws. And as you and I have talked about, we had a piece of legislation that did everything you just described. It dealt with this crazy catch-and-release policy. It reformed our asylum laws. It built the border security wall. It said stop chain migration, in the visa lottery, deal with sanctuary cities, deal with all these concerns that, oh, by the way, when we don't deal with them, we get situations like we're seeing right now. But maybe just as important, or maybe more importantly, we get this human trafficking problem, we get the uh, gang violence problem, and we get the drug problem, this whole opioid thing is would be so we'd have a much better handle on that that of that issue if in fact we had a border security wall and had control of our southern border Congressman Jim Jordan is joining us uh, this morning. So the president could act. Uh, the Congress absolutely needs to act. We need to, we do need to pass a law like the the one that uh, you know the bill that, that that you did pass and that you presented. Yep. But yet here we sit. What do you think? Since you know neither one of those things is happening, we're not going to pass a law by the time they get here in a, in a week or two, however long it takes them to traverse the thousand miles left that they have to go. 
That's not going to happen. The president hasn't declared that he is going to just, you know, physically stop all of this using the power given him. So are, are we, and I guess my problem here, Congressman, is I think I already know the answer. Are we going to be forced to, to, to accept them in under the claim of asylum and then let them loose in the catch and release program? And if we do that for the 7,000 that are on their way now, which is almost a guarantee to get to 10 by the time because yeah. they keep picking yeah. people the up mes- along the way. The, mes- it, the message it will send you, go ahead. Right. What happens when there's a 25,000 one six months from now? What happens when there's a 50,000 person caravan after that? I mean, we are essentially setting the precedent that you don't have to apply for immigration in the United States. All you got to do is be a part of a caravan. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's, it's funny because I just talked to a lady the other day. It happens all the time. A lady who came here from a foreign country who did it the right way. And those are the people most offended by this type of action. They're the ones who they said, I love this country. We, I came from, from, from my native country, came here did it the legal way, spent years, now the citizen of this country, they're the ones most offended by what they see happening on the southern border. So you're exactly right. I think the president has been clear when he said earlier on that, look, if you're going to do this, you're, you're going to jeopardize your foreign aid, which I think is uh, appropriate. And second, he said, we're going to we're going to put National Guard troops on the border and we're not going to let this happen. So that, that's where the president has, has, has stated he wants to go. I think that's still the, 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 the best uh, best approach. We'll just see what happens here over the next several uh, next several days. Will this be um, part of the referendum on the midterms? Um, I think the immigration issue was already part of the referendum. This was this private. But this caravan, I know, but this caravan is much more. You know, it's much more in your well, face right gonna, now. This, they're gonna, they're coming as we're voting. <laughs> Bob, I think you're right. It's going to underscore just how important it is that the single biggest promise made to the American people in 2016 was a border security wall and control of the border. That is what we have to get done. Unfortunately, the other party, the Democrat Party, they don't want to help. We had a bill that would have put more judges on the border to actually adjudicate these cases, to figure out the 80% that aren't legitimate, separate those from the 20% who are, who we truly want to help, and get that solved. If you have more judges, you don't have to do the catch and release. You can actually deal with the, the, the individuals as they get to the border and say, sorry, you're not a legitimate asylum seeker. You've got, we, we've done the background check. We figured out that you're actually a member of a gang or you got some other problems. You're not getting into our country. This other person, they are. That's how it should be. But the Democrats, no, 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 they don't want to pass that. I think because they want the politics of this and don't actually want to solve the problem and help people who truly need it and are legitimate people seeking uh, asylum versus those that are going to bring problems, drugs, and other problems here to this country. Congressman Jim Jordan joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. So we got that massive caravan issue to deal with that's coming north. Let me ask you about the other issue. On a Sunday yesterday on, uh, on MSNBC, on national television, uh, a former Obama uh, administration official, he was the Assistant Deputy Secretary of State, Philip Rines, said that essentially deal with it, Mitch McConnell. If this is the worst that you have to deal with, if somebody is going to interrupt your dinner and steal your leftover food and go throw it in the street, well, that's, uh, that's, that should be just fine for you because you got away with murder on Merrick Garland. First of all, Merrick Garland is not dead, to my knowledge. Uh, and number right. two, uh, they are justifying. And while one says this, the others on the panel are laughing about it, and they are essentially giving the green light to these lo- lunatic Democrats to keep doing what they're doing. And I'm afraid, yeah. Congressman Jordan, yeah. that pretty soon people are going to start to fight back and bodies are going to start hitting the floor. And this is all going to no. be because the Democrats refuse to condemn this uncivil behavior. No, you're 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 right. It's it's a dangerous place that they want to go, 
Secretary Clinton said uh, that they'll be civil after they win, which is, is by definition, is just crazy. Uh, Eric Holder, of course, said kick him under down. I, I've said this that, that they have gone taken the most ridiculous positions, the most extreme positions in American history. The American left has applaud uh, Kaepernick when he disrespects the flag. They embrace Governor Cuomo when he said America was never that great. They cheer him on, and they cheer on Maxine Waters when she, she's the first one to say this. Back in June of this year when she said, you go harass him in restaurants, you harass him at the gas station, you get in their face. This is not healthy. And uh, for Philippe Ryan to say that, that kind of statement yesterday just underscores how extreme they have now become. And I think this is how the election shapes up, Bob. The extreme left positions versus, and we said this last week, versus the record of achievement under the leadership of President Trump over the last 21 months. And it is a stark contrast. And I think most Americans have just good common sense, and they're going to look at, do I really like the Maxine Waters, the, the, you know, the, the Kaepernick Cuomo Waters version, uh, or do I like the, the record of achievement under the last 21 months uh, under President Trump's leadership? And I think when they look at those two, uh, those two visions for where we go as a country, they're going to pick the Republican, uh, the, the Republican vision. Congressman Jordan, when we spoke at the end of last week, you were getting prepared to hear from Nellie Orr. Uh, I wanted to get yeah. uh, get get, get a, an update on how that went, and I want you to explain to me, if you can, what marital privilege is. I did not know this was a thing, but I knew, and yep. I but I did know that she and others are desperate to avoid having to testify honestly and truthfully under oath to a congressional committee. Uh, but I'd never heard of this. What's going on? Yeah, no, in simple terms, you have to testify against your spouse uh, is, is the simplest way to think about it. But understand what happened last week. We had uh, two, people, two people who worked for Fusion GPS, Glenn Simpson, who ran the company, Nellie Orr, who worked for him, who was Bruce Orr's wife. Two of them basically took, took a privilege. Uh, Glenn Simpson took the fifth, which, again, you're allowed to take both of these. But when you take the fifth, you, are, you, are, you take that for one simple reason. You believe there's a, there's a strong likelihood that there's criminal liability. You're facing criminal liability, and so you're going to exercise your Fifth Amendment rights. Glenn Simpson did that, and Nellie Orr took the same kind of privilege, um, took a different privilege, but, but the same end, where she wouldn't answer certain questions that dealt exi- with exactly what we're trying to get after. So that was sort of the big takeaway from both of those uh, witnesses last week. The other thing that happened last week is this, this scheduled interview of Rod Rosenstein mm-hmm. is completely unacceptable. The idea that we're going to let Rod Rosenstein come in and he's going to only have two Republicans, two Democrats asking him questions, and it's going to be in a closed-door, classified setting, which means one simple thing. The American people will never know what, what his answers were and what took place in that room. That is completely unacceptable, and this just goes to this issue we've talked about a lot, Bob, and that is this idea that there are two standards. One for us regular folk, but a different set for the politically connected like Rod Rosenstein. Why should he get a different deal than Andy McCabe got? Then Nellie Orr got, then, then, then Jim Baker got, then Peter Strzok got, then Lisa Baker. They all had to come in and testify in a, in, in a closed-door session, but not classified, so that the information could eventually get out, and the American people could well, know Well, you, you don't have to agree to this, right? Wrong. I mean, he, the witness doesn't we're, we're, dictate the terms. You're exactly right, and we're pushing back. We don't think our leadership should agree to this, and we're saying this is not appropriate. Do not give Rod Rosenstein a special deal. The guy who won't give us the information we've asked for, the McCabe memos, the 302s from Bruce Orr, the 302s from Jim Baker, the FISAP, who won't give us information we're entitled to, he's now going to get a special way to testify? you got to be kidding me. 
It just seems like there's more and more of these uh, uh, delays. It's, it's kind of like what they did with Kavanaugh. I feel like you guys are under the gun. You've got to get all of this investigation done now, because if you lose the House on November 6th, they, all of these investigations will be quashed. The new incoming chairs of all of these committees are going are to absolutely you know, do, do away with all these investigations. They, they will, and they'll start going after the first family. I mean, Chairman Cummings on oversight, Chairman Nadler on judiciary, and, and Chairman Schiff, if that's what happens. And I don't think it's going to. I think we are going to keep the majority. But if we don't, those people will be doing just they, – they will not be pursuing this. That's for darn sure, and they'll be doing all kinds of other investigations. Well, I hope you and leadership does, do not let these, uh, these uh, you know, tactics work. Do not let them continue to delay. Get your work done. Get these, this testimony yep. in. Uh, get it under you – know, make sure it's not classified. All these things that have to be done now, because I'm with you. I have some level of confidence that they're not going to win in, on November 6th, but I, I also don't want to put all of my eggs in that basket. I want to get all of the good work that we can do while sure. you guys are still in charge. So, uh, Congressman, uh, really appreciate you coming in with us again. You Thanks so much. We'll talk again soon. You got it. Congressman Jim Jordan joining us. It's a little past 10 o'clock now, so we'll catch up and come right back to your phone calls. Dr. Beverly Goldstein, congressional candidate, District 11, joins me at 1035. But the next half hour is free. 216-901-0945. Dial now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.